Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. It's time for the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by having any means possible. Not just investing, not just freelancing, or not working a job. It's every single way possible. And that's why we have the show, is so that you can find out that there are so many other ways to actually make money to provide for yourself and your family without working for somebody else because your boss is only giving you enough money, pay you enough money to keep you working without quitting, but not so much that's taking money out of their pocket. Now, you can absolutely do every single one of these things that I am bringing on these experts. And everything inside the Successful Unemployed Show is where I bring on experts who are literally teaching you step-by-step how to do what it is they've already accomplished. We're not asking them, well, what then what did you do? And how did you do this? And you know, what was your next step there? We don't want to know that. We want to know what we can do. And so that's why we have the Successfully Unemployed Show, so that they can teach us, the experts can teach us what we can do, the step-by-step process. And I actually want to give you my real estate investing course absolutely for free because I want to show you step-by-step how to actually invest in real estate rental properties, become financially independent, retire early, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, or you can even get it through a text message. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll give you my free real estate investing course. And today, our show, I actually have somebody on who has multiple streams of income, basically multiple ways to actually make money. It's not just one way, two ways, more like four or five ways that money comes into her pocket and her family. And she was working a $100,000 or more a year job and then eventually quit because she wanted to have more time for herself and her family and be financially independent. And I am bringing on Wendy Mays from House of Fi, Fi like financial independence, houseoffi.com to show us how she became financially independent, successfully unemployed, and how you can too. Let's do this. Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show here today. You're welcome. I'm excited. Now let's jump right into it. How do you provide for your family without working that dead-end J-O-B? Well, I had a really great career. I I was a a lawyer, um, and I was the breadwinner for our family for um, most of our our marriage. My husband is a teacher. Um, So I retired officially last January um, from being a lawyer, and now we live on one income. So we live on a teacher's salary in San Diego, and we have six children. Um, And so we're able to do it because we were pretty strategic about it. Um, you know, we, we did the necessities. We, we paid off the debt. We got our spending down so that we could live on just his income. And then now we're also bringing in rental income. And then we're building a business on the side. That's fantastic. I love having 
multiple streams of income, basically many ways for money to come into our pockets to provide for our family because if one dries up, you have other ones. So we know that you started, you had your own, um, you're doing law practice. Mm -hmm. Now it's not easy to actually quit your job because you have right. to worry about all these finances and all that sort of stuff. So talk to us about that process of quitting your job and all the nervousness and fear that you went through. And then when oh, you yeah. finally took the leap. I felt stuck. I was quickly approaching the runway and was going to crash and burn. Um, I had my own law practice in Phoenix doing criminal defense. Um, and I had had that since 2007. And it was about four years ago where I just really knew that I wasn't serving my family well. I just wasn't being the best I could be for my family. And I was not being the best I could be for my clients either. But I didn't see any way out at the time because I was the breadwinner. And um, so there was just a lot of hopelessness um, around that time. We were in a million dollars worth of debt and we felt like we were going to be working forever, that we were going to be working to our graves and that our debt was going to carry us to our graves. Um, so we found the uh, financial independence community and he just hearing about people who were saving half of their incomes, that they were retiring at, you know, in their 30s and 40s and 50s. And, and it just was a light bulb moment for me because I felt like if I was making this really great income, essentially living the American dream, but we're completely broke. If those people were doing that working normal jobs, like there was something that I was doing wrong. <laughs> so we had to completely change our behaviors around money in every single area. And we just came up with a plan. We just, we knew what we wanted. We, we knew we had in mind that we wanted to, at least me, retire before, you know, as soon as I could, <laughs> but I needed to be able to, we needed to be able to afford it. So we just we created a plan and we just started executing the plan. That's terrific. Now you said you had a million dollars in debt. How in the world do you pay off a million dollars in debt? Right. So we live in San Diego, California. So um, half of that, uh, a little over half of that was our mortgage um, for our home. Um, nothing fancy, you know, two-story five bedroom, three bath house in suburbia. It wasn't anything extraordinary. Um, so we had the mortgage, right? <laughs> we, we had the mortgage, we had cars financed, we had credit card debt. And then our other big, big debt was our student loans. Um, my student loans from law school are $250,000. And then my husband's were um, for his master's program was a hundred thousand. So all of that together put us over a million dollars. Um, we're not debt free currently, but we are mortgage free. We chose to sell our house and I can talk about that and how we, you know, that was part of our plan in a minute. Um, we got rid of all of the consumer debt and we drastically cut our spending. Um, but so that's, that's how we got into a million. We, just we're living the American dream on credit, you know, like not unlike a lot of people, I'm sure. Absolutely. And that debt literally feels like it's crushing you. I mean, it's just, it's such a heavy, heavy weight. And then once you start getting out of that, it feels like that burden, that weight just gets lighter and lighter. But as I think about debt, I mean, it just feels like you're, you just keep digging a hole. You're trying to get out of the hole, but with the debt, you just keep digging it deeper and deeper. Okay. So now you have the ability to, you, you sold your house, you got rid of the debt, you actually quit your job, and now you've been successful and employed, and 
what is the first thing that you would suggest that if we were going to take your path? Obviously, we got to get out of debt. Obviously, we want to start saving money. We want to we want to do things financially right. Is there anything that we should do um, outside of those things that to get started down the path of becoming successfully unemployed like you are? You really need to have a roadmap, knowing where you want to be. What is what is the end result? So right now we live on one income, but we want to have a certain amount of passive income and business income coming in by the time my husband turns 55. When he turns 55, he can retire if he chooses to, which he probably won't, but he can start drawing his retirement. Um, And so that was our goal was to look at, okay, when we want to retire, this is how much we're going to need to cover all of our expenses. And so then we had to decide where's that money going to come from. Um, So we'll have, we have, I think we're at about five streams of income that are, (laughs) we're going to have some of that is um, retirement income, a pension. Um, But the bigger bulk of that is going to be our rental properties and our business income. So having that roadmap and knowing what we needed helped us to decide, well, how are we going to get there? How are we going to achieve that goal? And you know what the end goal or end result is, the end goal where you want to get to, and then mapping all of that out and creating like, okay, we can probably get this stream of income. We can get this stream of income. Reverse engineering. Brilliant idea. We know, okay, I'm just going to throw a figure out. We we know that we could live on $7,000 a month where's that $7,000 come from? And then I start, as we achieve that, I start deducting, okay, well, we've got $1,300 coming from this. We've got $2,000 a month coming from this. We're going to have $1,000. So I know where where the gap is that I need to fill and then figuring out how are we going to fill that gap. And then once we've achieved that $7,000, we are financially independent. Um, and kind of the other other side of that is if we create these multiple streams of income, we won't ever have to touch our investments. And then those can be a legacy for our children. I love that idea. And that's something that I love with my all my rental properties. It's literally generational wealth that I can give and pass down to my kids, not to mention all the knowledge and education that I can show them and teach them. I, I know personally that I can teach my kids how to make money better than just about every single person, especially in college. Like they don't teach you how to make money. I know for a fact that I can teach my kids better than that. And on top of that, giving them a leg up, like instead of my kids going to college, I'm like, why don't we just take that money and buy a house and turn that into rental property and then turn that property into another property. We could do that. So I love the idea that you did. Now, I I definitely want to ask, you sold your house and you live in San Diego, but you sold your house. Where are you living now? And then transitioning into buying other rental properties. Like, how did that work out? It, it was all kind of um, part of our plan to to purchase rental properties. We, when we started um, paying off our debt, we had zero savings. We we were in that million dollars of debt, but we also had no savings. We had no cash. We had nothing. Um, so you know, we, we took the steps to start paying down the debt. We, we were debt snowballing. We were avalanching. We were saving as much money as we could. We were upping Kurt's retirement, but we still didn't have like a slush fund to, to start investing. So we just started doing our research and um, getting involved with other investors. We really thought that real estate was going to be the way to go for us. So 
without any money though, (laughs) it was going to be more difficult. I mean, we probably could have done it, but for us, we felt that selling our house um, was going to give us that we could cash out the equity. We bounced around. Do we want to buy another house or do we want to rent for a while? Well, figuring out the numbers, it's actually cheaper for us to rent right now in San Diego. Um, it it oh, yeah, ends up and, and it's a big chunk, like it's $1,100 a month cheaper for us to rent. Um, we were very fortunate. And because we had told friends that we wanted to stay in our neighborhood, um, we were hooked up with another family that was former military retired and was moving out. And so we found a house for rent in our same neighborhood. So our kids go to the same school, like nothing has changed as far as how we live. We were just able to unlock over a hundred thousand dollars in equity so that we could pay off the rest of our consumer debt, but also have a nice big cushion so that we could start real estate investing. And so then that was the final kind of, not the final step, but it was like the biggest step for us to actually create this extra income that we needed. And on top of that, that's $1,100. That's not going out of your pocket to pay for a mortgage. Now, I love owning homes. I love owning properties. I love having my house free and clear. I can literally don't have to worry about that. But at the same time, if I need to rent in order to get myself in a position where I can quit my job, where I can buy more rental properties, and eventually, you know, I believe the market will correct or may possibly crash, and then it'll be time to buy. Having that foresight to like, let's sacrifice now and literally save $1,100, you know, from owning to renting, that is what, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars It's like $13,000, yeah. That's a lot, that's it's a lot, a lot of, money. of money. That's a down payment on a house. That's money to, you know, fix up a house that, that you've purchased so that you can, you know, refinance it and maybe cash some equity out. You know, there, it just having that, having that was really kind of like the, the, the kickstart that we needed to really just, um, start executing this plan. You also had a lot of creative ways to actually utilize the money, uh, obviously p- p- paying off your debt, which is fantastic, utilizing it to buy more rental properties, which bring more income into your pocket. But then you were also, blessed to be able to find some a house inside the area that you're actually in. And I think it was because you were proactive in it, because you were talking to people, because you were networking, and you really said, oh, we're going to do this. Because I believe, you know, if, if you're just walking down the street and you ex- you're expecting something to happen, it's probably not going to happen. You need to actually do things like let people know that you're in the market to rent or let people know that you want to sell so you can buy rental properties. And Oh, I might know of a place you could buy or as you're helping uh, or as you're getting that word out that you, of what you're doing, it's going to have so many more open doors. Does that make sense? I mean, does that work for you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the our first purchase. So once we sold the house, our, our first purchase, we purchased a package of four houses um, all together. But we found those off, um, you know, it, it wasn't on the MLS. We found that through um, a, another investor that we met in a meetup. Um, so just having those sorts of just surrounding your, yourself with like-minded people, people who, um, are interested in the things that you're interested in, who can teach you something people by far, um, I think want to help other people. 
Um, and so that's how that happened. We just, we started talking to this gentleman, he became a friend and he was investing in the Midwest and we talked with him for over a year and we, you know, got as much information as we could, educated ourselves as much as we could about what it was going to be like to be a rent or a, a landlord and, you know, have out-of-state properties. And when we finally had the money, it was a matter of, letting him know, Hey, we're ready. We've got the money. If you hear of any properties, let us know. And it was really quick. <laughs> he came back and said, Hey, I've, there's, there's these many houses. Let me get, send you the information. Here's the contact. And we, we made an offer. That is awesome. Now, can you, do you mind sharing which city that you're investing in? Cause you live in San Diego and not many people think, okay, I can invest in another state that's far, far away from me, which is a hundred percent possible. So can you, do you mind sharing uh, about that area? Yeah, it's, it's in Indiana. So it's in a small town in Indiana. There's um, a couple different cities that are good for investing there. There's, you know, cities like Gary, Indiana. Um, our homes are in Muncie, um, but there's little surrounding um Towns about an hour away. Muncie is about an hour away from Indianapolis. So there's all these other little cities that are kind of clustered together where you can find these homes for unbelievable prices. And when we purchased compared our to homes, San Diego, that's for sure. Compared to anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> I think our homes, uh, the average price on each of our properties, we have five now, was twenty twenty five thousand dollars. And they're renting Whoa. for five fifty, so they're at two percent. Um, so and, and so, but that was an edu you know educating ourselves about that too was we needed to know what an, a good investment was going to be and running the numbers and running calculators and all of that good stuff. So even though he came to us with the properties, we still needed to do the work and make sure that they were going to be worth it. 100%. Yeah. I know that in my business, and I was like, teach everybody else how to invest. I love to know what I'm getting into way before, like all the expenses, what type of income I'm going to make, especially how much profit I'm going to make from every single property. Okay. So I, I want to jump to the other streams of income. So you have five streams of income now. Talk to us about the other ones. And is that something that we can do to get other streams of income like you do? Um, the other the other couple we're working on, um, some of them aren't bringing in very much money yet, but they're growing. So our plan is to create um, dividend income. So we invest in some um, dividend funds um, and we're just putting money into their, um, you know, monthly. Um, but we're also building our business and my business is House of Fi. Um, so we had a podcast um, for a little over a year and now we're primarily on YouTube. And what's great about YouTube is that you can create income with that. Um, once you get to a point where you have a number of um, uh, subscribers and watch hours, you can monetize your channel. Um, and so I always looked at House of Fi as a business even though it's my passion and I love helping people, I, from the get go, I said, this is going to be a business. This will earn money somehow. And I needed to find ways for it to do that so that I could help people, but also bring in income for my family at the same time. And so that's why I ended up switching my platform over to YouTube because I just, it's incredible. <laughs> Anybody can make money on YouTube. You, if you have some sort of knowledge or even interest or personality, 
creating a YouTube channel. I mean, it's not to say that it's it's easy. There's a lot of learning involved and you still have to put out good quality content. You have to have your integrity. You have to be helping people and all that good stuff. But I thought, gosh, I can like sit here and talk to people and help them and make money. Like it's win-win. <laughs> so there's that, but then there's also my website part of the business. And then that um, kind of has things coming out of it as well. Like I've got a, you know, book, a workbook. And so selling digital products and that sort of thing. So it was really just kind of figuring out what did I want to do with the rest of my life? And how could I make that bring me some money? I think that's awesome. And I've found, and it seems like this is what you're doing. I found that the more that I serve other people, it'd be from my rental properties that give people good places to live in at a good price, a rent rental price that's going to be affordable to them, um, or having a podcast, a free podcast, or a free YouTube channel for other people, but obviously you make money from ads, um, giving away things on your website. But I found the more people that I serve, the better my life gets. I make more money. I feel better. I feel like, man, I'm... and. This is this was a aha moment. So I teach people how to invest in rental properties. And when I had my first student buy their first property, that was great. But when they actually quit their job because they had enough rental properties, I was like, this is, um, I feel like I quit my job all over again. It's so fun. And so now you have all these different ways that you're helping people. And obviously having a law practice, you're you're definitely helping people. But now you have a passion for what you're doing. And having these streams of income is just a, a terrific way because you, and I like what you said at the very beginning of the show, you reverse manufactured where you want it to go and figured out how to get there. And it seems like it's working really, really well together. Does that, does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the whole thing about um, serving others, I've practiced that in my law practice. I never had to advertise in my law practice um, because the mindset that I had was, I'm going to offer goodwill, I'm going to do things for free for people. Um, and that will come back to me. And it always did. So everyone in our church knew that I was a criminal defense attorney. And you know, people get in trouble. <laughs> you know, kids drink and drive, you know. So by by offering goodwill to others, and giving free advice some time and um, just with that mindset, the the income always flowed. It always flowed in. And Dave Ramsey, I think, says uh, he talks about uh, having a tight fist. You know, money can't flow into your hand if you have a closed fist. And it's just that same mindset is what what how are you serving others? Um, and as long as you're doing that freely and in, with the heart of giving, I think it comes back to you no matter what. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I really want to quickly touch on the thought of, and we, we, we went over it really quick so somebody can miss it, but we have to nail this down, is that you sacrificed a lot of a lot of things in your life to get your expenses down low enough to where these other streams of income can actually fit into your lifestyle as opposed to overreaching, oh, getting into debt, getting more, you know, spending more and more and more and more. Instead of doing that, you cut a lot of things out so that you did have that freedom. Talk to us a little bit about that. We had all this money coming in. And if you looked at how much we were bringing in every single month, like how on earth did you spend all that money? Well, we had that same question. We didn't know where that money was going. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a matter of looking back at all of our bank statements and really just line iteming 
okay, this is uh, going out. This is groceries. Where is this money going? And figuring out how much we were actually spending on certain things. And when we saw how much we were spending on certain things, number one, it was a shock. And then from there, we just started asking, okay, is this something that we can eliminate from our lives entirely? Or is this something that we can reduce in some way? So those were the two questions we asked of everything. So we examined everything. We, we cut our mortgage in and started renting. We, you know, paid off the cars. We reduced our insurance. We cut cable and now we stream. Uh, We've reduced our food budget drastically um, and we have a big household. So I'm feeding and most of them are boys and men. So, (laughs) you know, we just had to look at every single thing and say, what can I do to get this down? And then, you know, once we cut all of our expenses as far as they could be cut, then it was a matter of saying, okay, now what? That's great. And that's there's two sides to this one coin. We're just talking about um, earlier, the other side, which is making money. This is the other side, which is saving the money or cutting expenses so you can actually keep that money in. And so anybody who's trying to get to the point where they can be successfully unemployed, you need to work on both. You need to work on cutting down expenses at the same time. We need to also increase our income because some a lot of people, they get stuck on either one but they don't realize or they don't really put effort into both. Like they'll just keep saying, I'm cutting, 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 cutting. And they get so frugal that they miss the point that they need to make more money. If you make more money, it makes it so much easier and vice versa. Some people might be so focused on making money, but they're spending it. So they keep losing it. So that's a good, good idea. You're spending, you can only cut it so much because you still have to live. You still have to provide for your four walls and your family. So once you've done all of that, once you've done all of that work, realizing that if you're creating income, that income potential is only limited by yourself. What So what areas can you think of to create some income? And then from there, the sky's the limit. You know, you can work as hard or, you know, as hard as you want or, you know, just bringing in enough whatever you needed to fill that gap. Man, Wendy, you give us lots of great advice. Let's jump into now the rapid fire round. Now, the rapid fire round, the questions are short, but your answers don't have to be. So the first question is, you've given us lots of great advice about everything that you've done. Is there anything we might have missed? Is there any type of advice that you can give us so that we can get on the path to financial freedom? Education is the key. Um, I think that that was for us, it was really being aware we were financially illiterate. You know, both my husband and I, we grew up in households where we didn't talk about money. And if there was a conversation about money, it was we can't afford it. You know, we we heard that a lot. Both of us growing up, we can't afford it. Um, I knew that my parents lived paycheck to paycheck. My husband was raised by a single mom and she was working herself to death to, you know, provide for her family. So we didn't have that base uh, of knowledge. And in this day and age, there's really no excuse. You know, we are so fortunate to live in a time where, I mean, knowledge is at your fingertips, literally, (laughs) you know? And so we really just took advantage of, um, Facebook groups. We we met a lot of people on Facebook groups, listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, asking for good books for beginning investors. I, I'm in a women's financial 
um, financial independence group. And there's people in there all the time asking very basic questions. But if you don't know, you don't know. And it's really up to you to make that decision that you're going to empower yourself with knowledge. That's great. I love that. And I completely agree. It wasn't until I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that I realized that there's such a thing as passive income. I was always taught work your entire life until you're 65 and then retire on whatever you saved. I'm like, this is horrible. Reading that book, like getting knowledge. And then obviously there I had to continue to grow my knowledge. So I think that's brilliant advice. Now, what is one bit of advice that you would go back now and give your younger self? It could be business, it could be life or anything like that. Student loans, <laughs> they follow you. <laughs> Do whatever you can to avoid student loans. Um, absolutely, 100%. You know, on you know on one side of the coin um i think they're a good tool for people who maybe would not be able to attend college otherwise and if they need that college education to enter their field that they want to have as a career um that's great but i think you need to be very knowledgeable about student loans and a 19 year old going <laughs> i can tell you my 19 year old he doesn't get it um, and so just be really, really careful with student loans. Don't take out more than you need. Make sure that you're going into a career that is going to pay for those student loans. So don't go to a $100,000 private university if you're going to be a teacher oh. and only make $35,000 a year. That's not going to work. Or don't have $250,000 if you're going to stay at the public <laughs> defender's office only making, you know, $60,000. So the student loans, I think, was one of the um, biggest hurdles for us because we just had so much that uh, there were points in our, our lives where we said, like, you know, we're never going to get rid of the student loans. So, you know, screw it. We're always going to be in debt. So who cares if we have more? you know? So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit more for my kids where I'm going to even tell them, don't go to college. Like literally don't go to college because you could learn so much, even just at night school, if you really want to do that. And there's so many other ways to make money. That's why I started successfully unemployed is because most people think they're okay. My parents did this and I know of people that did this and that's about all the options out there. No, there's so many no, options. There's so there's many, many options. My show is, yeah. yeah We've encouraged our kids with the same thing is that, you know, college is just one route. There are so many other routes to agree. creating income for yourself that you, that you will provide for your family that you'll love and, you know, is respectable. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Okay. Next question is what is one nonfiction book? It could be business or life that you would suggest that we should read? My favorite, favorite one that I always recommend is The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Um, that for us was really helped us on the uh, investing in the stock market and, um, you know, figuring that out because we didn't have any knowledge. And so he writes in a very, he wrote the book for his daughter at the time, who at the, at the time did not have an interest in investing, but he wrote it for her anyways, in the hopes that eventually she would have an interest in reading it and she would learn from him. Um, so it's written in a very conversational way and a simple way um, to understand, you know, why index fund investing is the, the way to go as far as if you're going to invest in the stock market. That was the book that opened my eyes. And then later, my husband read it about two years after that. And it, it, made, it changed everything for us. Okay, so what is one 
tool that you use on a day-to-day. -day. could be an app, it could be a piece of paper and a pencil, but what is one thing that you use on a day-to-day -day basis that we should look into using? I don't know. I'm always on my banking apps. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fine because you're, you're in touch with your finances. You know what's yeah. going on with your finances. I'm always on my banking apps making, and I'm always on my, like my Robinhood uh, app and, and um, a couple other investing apps just to see where we are. Um, and if, you know, now is a good time to put more money in. And I, I know Dave Ramsey says something like this, like you need to, or with budgeting in general, like you need to plan where your money goes as opposed to wondering where it went. All right, Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show. You gave us so much great advice. I know some people are going to want to reach out to you, check out your YouTube channel, really see what you're doing. How can they find you? Well, our, our website is house of fi, so house of fi.com. Um, and there there's links to um, all of our social media and our YouTube. If you want to just go right on over to YouTube, it's House of Fi on there as well. Wendy, thank you so much for your time. You give us great insights. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks for having me. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It'll be in the description, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. You can see how you can quit your job, that J-O-B, by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. Yeah.